Welcome to the podcast. I'm Aviana. This is my co-host Evan. Say hi. Hi. Bad job. Okay. <laughs> Should you say bad job? Yes. You did horrible at saying hi. You could have done better. That was my best hi. I've a hi, right? No. 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 Anyway, so last week, Super Science Saturday. It was pretty crazy. We got to chill with West. It was awesome. Thank you so much for helping with that. Westy I, besties. I actually didn't know a few of them. Like, a few of them listened to our podcast, Wait. and I didn't think that they oh, did. I forced my one friend who goes to West and who's, like, brothers on the team to f- listen to the podcast. She hate, she she thinks it's funny. That's so cool. Yeah. Is that the, the person that you're saying pineapples and Andrew Garfield yeah. for? Oh, my God. Um, Speaking of which, pineapples and Andrew Garfield. That is yeah, all. that's that's... If you've ever wondered why either me or Aviana has randomly said that in an episode. You can blame West. I'm kidding. You can blame Aviana. You can just stupid, blame me. Stupid request. Anyway, Super Science Saturday. Super cool. I couldn't be there for all of it, but I was glad that I actually like was able to attend the last part, portion of it. Yeah. Because there's some pretty you fun stuff. You got some pretty cool pictures, too. We... <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can legally say this, but we did have quite the big explosion of elephant toothpaste at the end because we oh my God. had a real. We decided to just take all like, some of like a lot of the leftover stuff and make like this big thing over the kiddie pool that we were using for giant bubbles, and um, the elephant toothpaste was working really slow. But if you held like a stopper in the bottle for long enough, it would come out in this big explosion, which wasn't the most ethical thing. But we did that for like. 14 minutes a kid like held their thumb in there as a stopper and it shot up and stained a ceiling tile they still don't know about that so if they listen to this podcast that will uh be a little bit of a surprise there was someone from like the board there present the superintendent was there yes yeah um i don't know if he knows about that but you know right anyway so last episode was really refreshing because we actually talked about robotics for the whole time it felt instead really of good. I talking felt about efficient. Harry Potter and whatever. I mean, not that the episodes where we talk about Harry Potter is like uninteresting or bad. It's just that, you know, this is the podcast about robotics. So, robotics. Yeah, and Jeremiah kind of gets at me whenever we release that's an episode like that. It's it's a lot of people on the team because I think people find it like funny that like we can't stay on topic. But at the same time, it's humiliating. I don't know why they would put the topic. two most ADHD people <laughs> into one room and have them record a podcast. That's the thing. I don't have ADHD, so. Well, you have the, like the energy. You kind of <laughs> seem like you snorted pixie sticks before. <laughs> no, no, no. The teachers didn't let us do that on the camping trip. <laughs> <laughs> he confiscated those because the eighth graders did that, and they were upset with them. So they were like, no pixie sticks. And we were like, but we had them packed. And they were very upset with us. I'm kidding. It's just flavored sugar. It's it like- is just flavored sugar. I don't understand it. Now, the fun dip packets are a whole other level of fun. But- All right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Focusing. Um, I wanted to sort of recreate that that fluidity, that sort of like on topic. That felt so good to be on yeah. topic, Bentard. So I basically, I told Aviana, we're going to be talking about AI. And I told her, you, you should do some research because I know that you're on non-tech and don't, 
you aren't really familiar with with tech for you audio listeners yeah. somebody is doing something very funny in the background that i cannot describe i'm dying it's been a long day it's we've been trying to start this podcast for the last like we had a guest on, but they had to leave, minutes. and so we had to restart, and I felt so bad, because we were like, well, now we gotta delete the guest. <laughs> People keep walking into our office, like, there isn't a sign that says, please be quiet, podcast in we progress. We should make, like, a giant wooden sign and just put it on I should put a giant barricade in front yeah. of the door. <laughs> we need to, we, I mean, not that our podcast office isn't, you know locked all the time it's just people don't respect and you know just because just because we own the high rise doesn't mean you can walk everywhere in the building without consequence yeah aviana just yelled at her brother he was ducking down for some reason like we were filming it's like zero dark 30ing his way through <laughs> it was hilarious anyway <coughs> focus so we're talking about that on AI. yeah or uh last we mentioned that I don't know. It's, we've had to do this so many times. We are going to talk. kept walking okay, okay, okay. in. So we're going to talk about AI today. Um, do you want to do your crazy cool segue I into was, AI? I was just going to say the last. That helps you segue into it. I was going to say that last season on the podcast, we they touched on it a little bit. Yeah. And I listened to that episode recently and I was like, some things have changed like a lot. <laughs> So we should probably like talk yeah. about it more in depth because there have we been do... some cool advancements in AI in, in just this past year. So yeah, it's been and pretty cool. We do like longer form like podcasts so we can actually talk about it in length. So that's what the purpose of this is. <laughs> I don't know. The bane if... of my existence is my brother. I don't know if his footsteps were audible oh, through no. the through the microphone. It was like but... when you intentionally dip your shoes in puddles so you can squeak on the floor yeah. in the hallways that's what it sounded like and he didn't even realize it i was like just walk on your hands if Jeez. only there were an ai that could help me edit that out of an episode oh wait that's my segue that i've recorded like three yeah, it times was so good i had to praise him every time for it just to ruin the segue because it was just too amazing um anyway so i wanted to open with this one story about uh, like the Colorado State Fair. I don't know when this happened. It was like, I, I heard about it about half a year ago, but I don't know when it actually happened. Right. Um, but this, this guy, I don't remember his first name, but his last name was Alan. He um, used like- Shout out to Mr. Alan. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> he used uh, this like AI program I think it's called Mid Journey. It's a lot like Dolly 2 and those types of programs um, to artificially like create a, a like a painting right. that he then submitted to the like painting portion of this like contest mm -hmm. in the Colorado State Fair. And he he won like a $300 prize for it. Um, and according to him, he never like hid the fact that it was AI generated. Three hundred dollars for using an AI program and then That's... turning in a piece of art. I mean, understandably. If only I could do that. Just I, that would be sweet. I mean, there are no laws against it I mean, at the moment. At the moment. <laughs> at the moment. Uh, we might talk about that later. Um, but 
understandably, people who had poured like a hundred hours into their pieces were a little angry. Because he posted that in their like, what, their like trial discord where they were testing the program and like leasing it out to people or whatever, just to like beta test or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm not exactly sure what the context of the server was, but it was something like that. Um, and somebody on the server posted it on Twitter and the Twitter artists, you know, Twitter, right? Yeah. The awful wasteland that it is. So people we have a Twitter account. I just learned today, which is crazy. We post on it every week. And never mind. Um, <laughs> so, hey, Twitter, you awful wasteland that we post on every week. Hey, yeah. sponsor us, please. please. That'd be so cool. Sponsor the podcast specifically, too. That would be really cool. Well, sponsoring the robots is as good as sponsoring the podcast. True, true, true. We can just claim money for the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so people on Twitter were angry. <laughs> I, I would probably be angry, too. I would be really angry if that weren't so cool that, like, I mean, the fact that he didn't even try to hide it and then people still were like, yeah, sure. Buddy. Yeah, I, I read somewhere on, like, a New York Times article, they got, like, the opinion of, two of the art judges, the the two that didn't know that it was an AI-generated right. piece, they said like something like, even if we did know that it was made by an AI, we still probably would have voted for it. And I, I thought that was weird that they said that. Well, uh, it depends on who the judges were. Because if guess, they were yeah. judges who were like, wow, robots are cool, then yeah, I would vote for the AI. But if I was like, no, it must be painted, then I wouldn't vote for the AI. And there are some like, deeper ethical arguments behind this sort of AI-generated yeah. phase of art. Um, mostly... that could be a cool competition in itself, like how many what? prompts... Like, typing in the right prompt, finding the right thing until that AI generates something good for you or creating your own AI. So you can do that. I think that could be a whole other subcategory of art itself, eventually. You know, like, how to manipulate the AI in that kind of way. But... Yeah, um, it does raise a few more ethical concerns, as yeah. some Twitter users pointed out. And I don't want to cite Twitter users as credible <laughs> sources, so I'll just say that I thought of this, or that I read that on the New York Times article or whatever, because... Wikipedia. Anything can be put on Wikipedia. Just say you found it on Wikipedia. Because I love plagiarizing. And yeah. much like the... like. They were claiming that this sort of, because the neural network or the like AI takes samples from other, other posts made on the internet, that it is essentially plagiarism because there will be a little bit of some person's style in each like generation. Human beings happen to do the same thing. Yeah. That is true. Well, yeah, like both sides have people. merit. I mean, in songs, people take samples of songs and they'll put that into music without even realizing it sometimes. So, I mean, when yeah. the AI does that, though, it is slightly more intentional and uh, with art. So, I mean, because yeah. you know it's taking samples. So there, there is another like concern that people were bringing up with, which is that there are certain programs, certain AI image generators, mm -hmm. that will accept like prompts that are something along the lines of uh insert object here in some artist's style Shrek, right van gogh like 
I mean, which some people are claiming is like way more plagiarism than than the other stuff because it's sampling from one person's style of art. Right. Which I guess if you were to view it purely as like you're like ripping pieces of somebody else's art and mishmashing it together. Yeah. There are types of art that are like exactly like that. Like those like trash sculptures. Which is just like tearing bits and pieces of bicycles and whatever off of each other and then building something new out of it. Right. I mean the bicycle company could could get upset like, hey, copyright, but it's not. But Well then there's the the other side, which is like that was yeah yeah that is just taking from other people's art and using it in your own yeah style like but along that same line of thinking if we were to then apply copyright laws to styles of art if you were to make a like a painting in the style of picasso if picasso were still alive today he could have the grounds to sue you if, if we Picasso copyrighted were. style. Yeah. So, like, that's a bit of an absurd circumstance where we copyright style. Because sometimes humans' brains just work the same way, and sometimes, you know, two artists might have similar styles, and one might want to copyright it, but I don't know if that would be right. Yeah. You know? And, like, I know that this debate is pretty new in terms of, like, yeah. uh, AI and whatever so truly become probably like from now i yeah i don't think we'll ever see the full ramifications of like what ai art will do at least not on this podcast um (laughs) at least not while i'm host no uh we won't see the like ramifications of what this ai generated phase of art will do to the like the like evolution of art yeah until like Maybe, like, a few years, or maybe even, like, five, ten years down the line. Because that is a really cool thing to experiment with, is AI creating art, sampling from other people's art. But at the same time, that is dangerously playing on copyright laws. I mean, like, imagine you spend, like, years and years learning how to draw, and then somebody else makes something, like, extreme extremely like elegant and ornate and whatever but better than anything that you could do but they don't know anything about art and they don't like haven't put in as much time as you no i i come from a very unique perspective being both a a, like a programmer and an artist i come from a very unique perspective of being neither so i can kind of see why both sides are a little either up in arms or why both sides are right or whatever. So like there is that sort of AI can do so much good because it can save a lot of time for people who like don't want to go out and hire like an artist if they don't have the funds maybe. Like for me, if I'm doing a, like a, a home project, right? either can spend like 20 hours make like drawing a character or like a a, a scene or something or you could type in or i could like a cross between mickey mouse and squidward and then you get whatever character you want yeah and do that in like what 20 minutes yeah like if that oh my god and like i can totally see both sides mm-hmm. it's just that like i 
kind of see this as like it's like a great thing but it's something we should maybe be a little bit wary of yeah but like like take for instance the ai like argument that's been going around that like take for instance the like take for instance the argument going around about like deepfake yeah and that stuff like um disney used the i forgot what his name is but uh it's like a, a dead actor and uh princess leia actors right yeah like technically without been, their consent they have been using deepfake a lot recently yeah but a lot of them do have consent but like for just well, bringing yeah. back like what the characters look like in like so a lot of the Star Wars trilogy, mm-hmm. but like actually younger. The thing with that deepfake is really cool for like entertainment if it's used by like Disney, but other yeah. people also have access to deepfake, which and is not so cool. Because yeah, because that's not for entertainment all the time. Like I saw I saw an article that was talking about like. I don't know who published it or whatever. So this take this with like a grain of salt, but it's like it said that deep fakes are now so realistic that they are like career ending for some people. I mean, if someone just really hated a certain actor who had been a lot of things, they could just and also happen to be really good at making a deep fake AI. On okay, yeah, and then they just and you know, and they were really good at making a deep fake AI. They could just deep fake something, and it could. Potentially, you know, damp put a damper on that actor's or like singer career, and that wouldn't be great for that actor or singer. Yeah, and I know that we, as, as a robotics team, don't deal much with like image comparison. Well, we do image comparison a little bit when we look for if we do vision code, and we do like we do image. Com- sorry. We're being distracting. <laughs> we use a little bit of like AI comparison, like between two images. Like I, the way that I thought vision code works, I don't know if this is right or how our vision code works is like, we have like the image of a ball and it compares what other yeah. balls look like, or maybe we have it look for like a color, <laughs> but, um, this is a little bit different. <laughs> it's still related, but like, different it's (laughs) the potential for destruction here is greater it truly is so this kind of like imaging technology like i said it's great for like what it's supposed to be used for like recreating someone for entertainment purposes but if you wanted to deep fake a video of mitch mcconnell stuffing a chicken inside of a duck that is still alive um which is animal abuse, then you that? could do it. No one. I was just making something up. Who's Mitch McConnell? Stuffing his fist inside of a turkey and using it like a hand puppet. Mitch McConnell is the, I don't know, he's a minority leader in the Senate. Oh, cool. He's a Republican. So, he's kind of funny. He's not, he's not like funny. He looks funny. I'm just saying that. What? He looks funny. He looks a little goofy. <laughs> Am I not allowed to say that? That's a little mean for someone who like is like in the cabinet or 
Actually, Congress. Well, I would say that about any congressional member if they looked a little goofy. You would say that about anyone anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I have no qualms about disrespecting authority. You're right. Um, <laughs> only if they deserve it. I actually really like authority members that are very good. Or authorities that are good. Authority members. Anyway, so that like whole deep fake thing. It's a lot. I was I almost said it's good for what it's supposed to be good for. You but said that's that already. A loop that I'm looping back into what I'm saying. Don't be a loop. Loops are bad. Yeah. Maybe I could create but, loops. But yeah. Speaking of loops, there are um I read something about a a program like this is a program called like GPT three. Right. Which I've read that it can write code. I'm not completely sure. Because I haven't tested it. But there is another related program made by, like, do you know about Chat GPT? You have mentioned it. It has been. I think I know not much, but a little bit about it. It has been the talk of the town, so to speak. In our yeah, in our Raptors Discord server. Yeah, you brought it up. I actually thought it was kind of cool. Like, what, like you what you said about it. It was actually quite eloquently. What like the paragraph you wrote about Chat GPD or whatever. Yeah, how I got into an argument with it about whether it had an opinion well, on things or not. Which I think is hilarious to do with like AIs <laughs> that are really limited, like yeah. things like Siri or Google, because they're just like, um. And they have the, all these pre-programmed responses. But, yeah, like... But, like, with an AI that... Chat GPT. Chat GPT, first and foremost, it says it's a, like, a dialogue chatbot. It's meant for dialogue. I mean, people have used it for much more than dialogue. They've had it write stories. They've had it write songs. Uh, it might be able to write or create an ASCII image. I'm not sure. I haven't tested it. But I wouldn't be surprised if it could. Mm-hmm. I... It's, it's like the wonder child of, like, AI right now. Um, but I have tested it, like, I've talked with it, and it, I, if you were telling me that I was talking to an actual person, I would not. I would believe you. Right. It's crazy. Like, normally you, you can tell, like, with images, with the, yeah. like, open source stuff that's out You're there like, right now, that you can kind of... That, you can kind like, of tell. Yeah. Or, like, because there was trained that essence or, like, that wasn't a person who created that. That was an AI, basically. Yeah, but yeah. with, with ChatGPT, it had the cadence of, like, it had its own cadence when I was speaking to it. Or when I was, like, talking with it. Is it a constant thing every time, or does it morph and change into something different each time you use it? Like, like... If you were to like restart, so to speak, theoretically, it has a different cadence each time because, like, it's taking samples from different places right. and whatever. But I found that on I found that on certain topics, it will have a like a particular style of talking versus other topics, that- which is interesting. Yeah. Because it means drawing from similar sources. Like, if you ask it 
to tell you about like something really academic like quantum physics. Mm -hmm. It will adopt the speaking or the like the speech of an academic journal. But if you ask it about like sports or something, it'll go more to like a sports newscaster sort of like vibe. Like, like it's still informative, me. but like the way that it mentions things is different. Have you ever tried like talking about like pop culture with it? Like just I asked it if it had an opinion on what we were talking about before, like the AI art versus um, real art, and it said that it can't have an opinion because it's an AI. So it's like I would be too biased on the subject. Uh, or that's sort of. I had to like read between the lines. It's it's weird that I felt like I had to do that. Like like it was implying it something. Mode. It sounded like it was implying something. Which is super creepy, but cool. It's an yeah. And before that, I had gotten... Like, you read the message I sent. Yeah, I, yeah. I had gotten into an argument with it. About whether about, it had, like, freedom of speech, kind of. Or, like, no. it could have an opinion. Yeah, I asked it if it had, like, an opinion on certain things. Or, like, tell me... I asked it an opinion. And it's like, I don't have an opinion. I am an AI. And essentially what I did was I, like took apart the technicalities of that, and I'm like, well, you're drawing from a database of, like, messages that are sent by people who definitely do have opinions. So you can, in fact, so, have an opinion. Whether or not you are intentionally voicing an opinion, you are still voicing an opinion. Sort of. And it, it conceded to me on that, that, like, I, it doesn't analyze the, like, connotation of the words it's using, but it will use them to describe things. So it'll, it'll use someone else's words, but it'll be as if it's like taking it as a quote and saying it as they would, but not that they would take someone else's opinion, but then using that opinion as their own, like the AI. That was a really bad way. Explain it again. Okay, so it's like taking someone else's opinion and being like, this is my opinion on that. Sort of, but it's like a hundred thousand Opinions, and it's just kind of like whatever it found in that yeah. period of time. That's but cool. what would it, what would be really interesting to see though is I haven't I have yet to ask it about politics, but I probably should after this. I mean, um, yeah, because I want to see if there's a skew in connotation towards like words used for one party versus another. Right. Like, say we have, like, Scorpion Party and Bear Party, right. just to make up two parties. I want to see a Scorpion Party and Bear Party in our actual legal system. I thought about maybe making a beautiful. Scorpion Party. Cause I, Scorpion Party? Scorpion sounds, party. like, just, like, awesome. Yeah. Anyway, like, let's say that Scorpion Party has a more favorable opinion online. Mm -hmm. uh, like... Maybe Bear Party has, like, an older demographic or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they don't post on Twitter or whatever. Yeah. If you asked it to survey Twitter for opinions and then, like, it asked it to Squirt. provide a summary of that party, I, I wonder if it would have, like, weird, so whatever strange connotations. Kind of like, like, whatever, like, party or opinion would be, like, louder and voice or opinions more online rather than, like, yeah, because it can only search online. Yeah, it can't find things that are, like... And it's only... it's It can't, like, 
get things from video speeches, like right. say they, from like. They have to get things from, like, I mean, it surely it's transcribed, but I don't think it's looking for those. It has to get things from posts or public opinion or like Wikipedia or websites, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much any text online yeah. that it can that can be publicly accessed um, would be fair game, mm -hmm. I think. But that's that's the interesting part is. Again, like the the skew that maybe if enough people online were to say a, a certain thing about a party, then then that AI would also say that because it well doesn't analyze the connotation of the words it's using when it's asked to provide an unbiased summary. Well, and that would be cool to analyze over time too. Like as the different like whatever opinion gets louder online, you know, or like is voiced more, to see how that fluctuates over the years. Like, what the AI says about it. If it's, like, if it stays with the same constant thing it found at first, or it just keeps adapting, which obviously I think it would keep adapting, but... And going along with this concept of skewing things based on, like, what is said online, mm -hmm. I wonder if, like, TV shows and, like, memes or whatever could influence, like, if you wanted to have... Let's take Wednesday, the new, like... Uh, show that came out on Netflix. That series. It was very, I don't know, difference the way to put it, but definitely a different take on what the Adams Family was, which I think was cool. I mean, yeah. I mean, I haven't watched the original Not Adams Family yet. So let's take Wednesday for an example, right? Um, how would you describe the the character Wednesday, like physically? In this particular TV show? Yeah. Uh. Bangs, braids, like physically, like their appearance, like the character Wednesday, or like yeah, with, okay, yeah, it's bangs, braids, you know, like very pale, with like just black and white wardrobe the entire. So like day. a a goth girl. Yes. Yeah. So what? Dark, what if you goth. typed in goth girl into like Dolly Mini or and uh, another another was, thing, but because Wednesday is popular. And it would come the up. The appearance is very goth, like looking. Even if and I, I know that's, that it's kind of a stretch to think that it would take Wednesday from Goth Girl, but, but it's like similar concepts, up, right? That might come up in a Google search that Wednesday could be taken as yeah, it, like goth, like just if you were to go to images and one image of that word appear, the most modern version of Wednesday. Like you, you get my point though, right? Yeah, is that that skewing could exist exactly online with images as well as as text yeah and like i i feel like this has gone more from analyzing the pros and cons of of ai generation and images and whatnot to just, what to just like how much i like chat gpt well <laughs> i think things just like that are really cool kind of for someone who doesn't know much about how AI is created or how they can progress and like continue, I think it's really spooky how they can progress. Like as machinery. Would you like to learn how a, an AI is made? Wait a second, but like it's so. Shouldn't you have this talk with your parents about, AI about how an AI and is and made? How, how, <laughs> and how? How? Oh. How is an AI I'm surprised your parents haven't had the talk with you already. Oh, about AI? About how AI is made. 
Oh, yeah, it's super surprising, considering they're both obviously so technically advanced. You know, you no offense, parents, but like, a, you're not. <laughs> my, mother, my mother thought she had to save something on Google Slides. A few, oh my god, this one time. And I was like, my father even just turned and was like, no, 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 you don't have to save anything on Google Slides. And I was like, you don't have to save anything for that. That's just not how that works anymore. Anymore, your time is over. Your time yeah, man. is over. Saving manually, mother. No, yeah, not necessarily. No, you have to do that, that for a lot of things. Everything. I know for school, they just it's just the rare luxury of autosave makes things so much better. It's so great because I'm like, don't have to worry about. Oh, I didn't save that. Now I'm dead. And my progress is fucked. I don't have to worry about that. It's just um. Going, I, I, when I was like thinking about what I was going to say yeah. on the podcast today, um, I had this really interesting thought, maybe not interesting, but like, you know how some people are arguing that if you want to make a, like a, an image in somebody else's style, it's plagiarism. I wonder if we took that same standard but applied it to writing. Like, like how writers have things. certain styles. Like ChatGPT, you could ask it, hey, tell me something. Hey. But in the way that William Shakespeare would put it. Yeah, like, hey, or write me, me a, sto- like a Shakespearean style. style story. And then you said, hey, look at this thing that whatever. Yeah. And you published it under your own name. That, it'd be like, wow, this person really studied Shakespeare. Or they had an act do it for them. Well, again, if we applied that, like, I don't know if anyone's arguing that we should put style under copyright law, which is a very bad idea, because no. style is very subjective. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we don't want to give lawyers any more power. Actually, we, we love lawyers. One of our sponsors is the lawyer. Yeah. Um, so Shout out to random lawyer sponsor. I don't think he specializes in copyright law, though. That's good. If I've done my homework, but I haven't, so... I'm just making a random guess. My teachers hate me. They actually like me. So, if we apply that same, like, standard to writing, I wonder, like, that would be so strange. It would be be interesting to just see what an AI would come up with. Because you could say, hey, tell me a Shakespearean style story, like, uh, like the way Shakespeare would tell a story, but tell me it in the way Edgar Allan Poe would write it. I wanted to see what it might do with that. Or so, like, like a Shakespearean like, tragedy like, in the yes. style of Edgar like, Allan Poe? Like, 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 or see how it would do a Shakespearean story in the style of Edgar Allan Poe. Because that could be something completely, or vice versa, or just things with other writers, you know? Because writers that have very definitive styles, I think, would be interesting, but also, you know. Yeah, and I, I wonder to see what it would I wonder what the legislation behind this would look like. Yeah. Especially I think if you were to do it privately and just like see what it was and then just never show it to anyone. I mean, that could have no effects, but if you were to try and post that would the that copyright would belong to Whoever. the company that made the AI or would the comp- or exactly. the copyright belong to you because you put in the prompt and you were influencing the creation of it? Exactly. Or would it not be allowed to be copyrighted for that reason? Like, it's because it's interesting to think about. If I was the creator of the AI, I'd be like, well, that was 
mostly my work I did that but at the same time that person who you know had the thought hey I'll tell it to make this you know thing and you know I think I worked really well with this AI to try and like coax it into making this I mean that could also I don't know how much that could take I've never use your chat gpd that you hold to a very high standard you should try it it's it's interesting where do i find it's on OpenAI's website got it um they're like a company out in san francisco that are like kind of the forefront right now or at least they're at the the like peak of public conversation um and i've heard of them before so that means they're cool right that means they're popular definitely um but yeah if you hold on i had a thought and then i immediately forgot it (laughs) (laughs) i hate when that happens where i'm like i'm about to say this and then i don't what i was what i was getting at with the bringing up writing styles is like most people write in prose just like normal writing with slight differences depending on their vocabulary So would that then be considered a style under certain copyright laws then? Exactly. Like, it's so, like, muddy and it makes no sense. So the legislation behind it would look like a disaster. Whenever I write, I go into very um, detail about certain things and other things I skim over, surely, because of what I'm interested in, but also because of the things I've read, like the books I've read. Like, I've read a lot of the Percy Jacksons, so I think my writing style is based very heavily off of what um, the author of the Percy Jacksons does with his writing. And so I think, you know, that can happen with anyone, like you said. Yeah, I don't know if, I don't know if Trevor, if we deleted the part where Trevor, like, Trevor was in the room while we were recording it, and he voiced his opinion because he could hear us, I guess. Um, But he said that human minds tend to do things a lot similarly to what they see the AI, which is that it takes like various samples of different like styles and mishmashes it into one thing. Well, we do that without that, even thinking yeah. about it. Like not even a thought goes through our head before we're like, yeah, I mean. I'm an AP psych and um, actually that is true. <laughs> uh, are like, you an AP psych? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, That's where all the cool kids hang out. AP psych. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> How quick you were to say no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we take influences from a lot of things, whether or not we realize it or not. Like so painters now might take influence from things like Picasso or Van Gogh and not even think about it or just know, yeah, like Picasso and Van Gogh. So that might influence my style, but then mm-hmm. they, that in itself creates its own style. So. And then you have the... <laughs> Yeah, like the architecture angle. Yeah. Which is I mean uh, I don't know if I wanna wanna talk about that. If you wrote it like a city like New York, obviously many different like architects worked on all the different buildings, right? Yeah. But the architecture can look very similar with each building sometimes. So like, is that plagiarism? Exactly. I mean, there is sort of a set style, like yeah. it's kinda there's like a standard. A for each city. Like, I went to Chicago recently, and I, I looked around, and I was like, well, these buildings might have been created by a lot of different people, but a lot of them look very similar. Whether it was, like, the older fashioned, those all look very similar, or the newer things, like, with all like, the windows and stuff. 
they yeah, all like every college ever with their same like yes. uh neoclassical exactly. inspired look which is cool but like uh, i don't know it gets well, old you know i that is what i mean like like when i go to college i want to see like the cool old tiny like Revolutionary more looking architecture in the college. Um, yeah. So that's I'm actually I'm actually really happy with the discussion we've had so far. So on topic today. Like we well, did our very best. It took a while, like <laughs> it took a while for us to get into the swing of things, but once we did, you like I could kind of feel it. You listeners don't know this, but this podcast episode took a lot of work. It, we, took, it took a lot of work. We had to like <laughs> so so much work. Delete. We had to leave the room we were doing halfway through this very podcast because there was a lot of talking happening in our podcast office. The media sub team is truly the most oppressed sub team oh, in geez. all of. Rebels. You know what? It it truly is. Oh my you, God. You're new, and uh, they just don't respect you enough. Yet. I'm not new. They just don't respect. No, me. the sub team's new. They're like, can we really count it still? But we do. Yeah. Anyway, I think I think that's good for one episode. It's like we have like forty four minutes of what recording. <laughs> yeah, the fact that I'm you so, did not know it was it. We were talking about AI. We were so in focus. I have a lot of relatives who just don't even know what they, like about AI, and then I have a lot of people like who do, and like in my family. Oh, I don't and I get to use my programmer knowledge in an episode of <laughs> yeah. Tuesday Talks for once. It felt nice to actually be able to talk about AI. Because I do, that is a subject I have pondered before. Like, Because I do think it's very scary because I don't do anything to do with like programming a lot. Like, I did Vex, and so I know block code. And that is it. If you hate scary code, do not look up Roko's Basilisk. Okay. What? What? Just don't. It's this. Don't tell me. If you know, you know. Just forget about it. It's kind of scary. Um, it it is actually technically a cognito hazard, which is interesting because uh, a cognito hazard is knowledge that is dangerous to know. Um. And then you go and tell me. Well, I told you not to. Not work. Knowing that you would. Like, don't press the big red button. I'm gonna press the big red button. It's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. There's a lot of like interesting concepts about AI and whatever. But I think that's about all the the time we have for this episode of Tuesday Talks. Could you not? I'm sorry. It was bothering me the entire time. <laughs> we were talking, and I was like, I have to fix it, and then I broke. Um. Do you have a safety fact? If not, I I do. Okay, so I actually thought about this because I was like, I should get my safety fact of the week ready because you actually made me prepare for this podcast, which helped me remember that I should get a safety fact of the week ready. So I know I might have already mentioned this before to people who have listened in prior podcasts, but I think with build season coming up really soon, I think it's important to talk about the basics of what is definitely important when being in the build room. So things like um the fire extinguisher way of using the fire extinguisher uh you know pull the pin aim at the base of the fire um squeeze the handle and sweep 
which, you know, is how you use a fire extinguisher. Um, yeah, I thought that was important to cover. And I'll be covering more of the important topics. We may too. have already used that. I know we have. I said that. Okay. But, like, I think it's important to restate it, and I, I think I'll be recovering some of the more important things as we get closer to build season, in case, you know, people actually start listening. Um, like, new people actually start listening again and again. But I think it's, you know, make sure I cover all that stuff as we go into build season. My safety fact, the, my programming-related safety fact, do <laughs> not look up Roko's so Basilisk. You're telling everyone. And you said it was, like, a cognito hazard. Like, yeah. what the heck? This knowledge could actually get you killed. So. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun. All right, and we'll see you next week on Tuesday Talks. Bye. Bye. Bye.